Whew, man, at the end of that last episode, I didn't realize it until I was going back and editing it, but I sounded like all of the life was just drained out of me and my energy went from like a 10 or like a 9, I don't really have a 10, down to like 4, so I apologize. And obviously, the same thing that is like stuck in my throat for that one is apparently still here because I feel like I'm I'm talking through a thing of gauze or something. I don't even know. So I apologize for that. But the show must go on. Today we're talking about... That's not what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. Ten things no one will tell you about starting a business. I have a, a few of these articles that are, are fairly similar. Like I'm working on one right now. What's that thing called? That one, which is coming up, is called like three hidden truths you need to know about starting a business. That one's good. I think that one's, well, I think this one's good too, but I think that one is really powerful and you should listen to that one uh, as well coming up here in probably uh, a couple of weeks. As I mentioned in the last episode, we started the writing challenge and here we are in the middle of August or the or the beginning of August, and so we're a few days into that. And I think I'm going to try to put to do podcast content for each of those days. They're not all going to be completely relevant. They wouldn't all completely make sense to have as a podcast episode. So I won't I won't do that. There won't be you know one every day in August. Like there will be a blog post. Hopefully, knock on wood, um, if I can keep up with the challenge, but. Uh, that that'll there there'll be more podcast content anyway. Uh, we're talking about ten things no one will tell you about starting a business, and I hope you will do two things with this with this episode. One, listen, pay attention, and take the things that are are on uh, on the list and watch out for them. Keep them in the back of your mind that they are there, they're present, or that there are things that you need to take into account. But the second thing, uh, although all of that was still just all of those things were under the first thing. The second thing is to stay positive with your journey of entrepreneurship because it is challenging. It is tough. It's incredibly tough. But it's also very rewarding, and that's what I want to share with you today as we move through these things that nobody will ever tell you about starting a business. Let's throw up that intro. I'll be right back. I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who gave up their six-figure salary and fancy office to start a business, and I wasn't selling lemonade to my neighbors when I was seven. I wasn't born an entrepreneur, and I never laid awake at night dreaming of owning my own business. My name is Ellery Wells, and I was forced to make a decision. Welcome to the Ellery Wells Show, where we talk with real entrepreneurs about real problems that they're facing and real solutions on how they are overcoming obstacles, achieving their goals, and making a difference in the world. If you're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, this is the place to be to help you start, build, or grow your business. These days, it seems like everybody is calling themselves an entrepreneur. You start a blog, I'm an entrepreneur. Start a podcast, I'm an entrepreneur. You change your your status on LinkedIn. This is this one cracks me up. It's like I'm the owner of the Ellery Wells Show, <laughs> and good for you, good for you of having owner in your title. But 
uh, let's be honest. If you have not created a product and you have not sold that product, you're not a business unless you are a nonprofit and you're just taking charities and donations. And then in that case, uh, let's uh, let's show your 5013C. You know what it is for for nonprofits or for for purpose. If you're thinking of like pencils for promise and those kinds of things. Speaking of which, Thrive is coming up. And I am looking really looking forward to that conference. But anyway, these days everybody's calling themselves an entrepreneur. They start something, they do whatever, and all of a sudden I'm an entrepreneur or a wantrepreneur or a solopreneur or a mompreneur or whatever. And there's a lot of talk about leaving your job, following your dreams, making money while you sleep, and living with passion. Each one of those things is fantastic. I talk about all of those things um, more than one. More than once or quite often here on the Ellery Wells Show on my blog. And actually, I submitted something to the Goodman Project, and one of the editors did me a huge favor. And I'll pass this advice on to you exclusively for the Ellery Wells Show. I haven't talked about this anywhere else. She said, everybody is talking about leave your job, follow your dreams, make money while you sleep. Be different. Everybody's doing that, so do something else. And I would challenge you to do the same thing. And hopefully, you find different value listening to me then in beyond leave your job follow your dreams make money while you sleep and live live with passion i want to i want to equip it yeah yeah equip and empower you anyway but there are a lot of things aspiring entrepreneurs aren't hearing there's a lot of things that nobody's telling people who want to do all of those things. And that's what brings us to the point uh, today. If you've been following my journey for any amount of time, you may know I did not choose entrepreneurship. It wasn't up to me. I didn't quit a six-figure job. I didn't leave my corner office. And I didn't go to business school or and I don't have a, a MBA to do this. I learned about business on the streets. Just kidding. <laughs> I learned about building and managing a business while building and managing a business. I just did it for Dell. I worked in a cubicle, and when I got fired, I had to learn each of the things that we're going to talk about today. I had to learn all of them the hard way. I went through them. I struggled with them. I I, I was challenged with them. I'm not just going through these 10 things like, oh, uh, this is theory. This might happen to you. No, I I faced... Uh, all of these, and I want to say maybe came out better on the other side. It was definitely a challenge. It was definitely a struggle. So that's I'm coming from a place of been there, and I know what you're going through. Anyway, starting a business is an incredible and an awesome journey, but these are the things that nobody told me to watch out for. And again, as I go through them, I may I may come across as like, down and frustrated and and whatever not not super uppity and positive but that's not the message the overall message that I want you to walk away f- from this episode with is anything that Ellery's done I can do it too he's not special he's not unique he has no special connections or talents everything Ellery's done I can do too so that's the overall message that I want to share with you today. But here are 10 things. I feel like there should be a drum roll. But 10 things no one will ever tell you about starting a business. Number one, you're good enough to start, but you are not good enough to win. 
you have to always be improving and putting in the work to become better every single day. You should not wait until you have all of the knowledge before you get started. You always need to be learning, but you'll always need to know more than you know now before you can get where you want to go. That's a lot of words. Let me tell you that again. You'll always need to know more than you know now before you can get where you want to go. The skills and talents you have right now will help you get started, but to succeed, you will have to get better. You can't win the championship if you never improve on the skills that got you on the team. Number two, you have to make yourself a priority. If you're not able to take care of yourself, you won't be able to take care of anybody else. That includes teaching, coaching, training, instructing, and any other activity that requires leading someone else. If you can't lead yourself, you won't be able to lead anyone else. And there's this trend, I don't know that it necessarily bugs me, but it's like servant leadership and how you can be like, a, well, yeah, servant servant leadership. And I'm thinking, what? Can we not be a strong leader? Can we not lead from the front? That's kind of a, div- uh, a divergence from the topic, but you have to lead from the front, and that le- that includes leading yourself first. You will have to, to prioritize the tasks and activities that will help you reach your goals. When you start a business, you are both the employee and the employer. And not only do you have to decide what needs to be done, but you will also have to be the one doing it. And that includes making sure the tasks are complete at the end of the day. Nobody will take will tell you to take your foot off the brake and make the decision to stomp on the gas. You have to make yourself a priority. You have to put your your things that you want on your calendar on there first so that nobody else can schedule your time. That's something that I did all the time at Dell. I would block off my lunch hour. I would get up from my desk and I would go read or do something so that nobody could, nobody else could schedule that time on my calendar. Nobody could come by my desk and ask me questions or need help or I wouldn't get distracted. I mean, sometimes we've got to prioritize what we want to get done over our own distractions. So number two, you have to make yourself a priority. Number one, you're good enough to start, but not good enough to win. Number three, you have to be your own first customer. And this one is key. I see people that they don't take their own medicine. (laughs) And I'm like, well, here's the question that I would ask. If you don't use your own products or services, why should anybody else? If it's not good enough for you, why would it be good enough for anybody else? Do you think, and I'm not bashing Hyundai here, but do you think the CEO of Hyundai drives a Mercedes? No. I bet you he drives a Hyundai. He might get a new one every once in a while. I heard that Steve Jobs got a new uh, Mercedes S500 every six months, and it was just delivered, and it showed up in his parking spot. Anyway, um, if you don't use your products or services, why would anybody else? By using your own products, you can test them, you can evaluate them, you know exactly how to make them better in version 2.0, and you should always be working on the next version. Uh, you can create evergreen content, you can create a fantastic app or a wonderful product, but you should all, and this is tricky because you, you don't need to always be like bashing yourself and finding flaws in what you're doing, but 
you've got to publish it before it's perfect because nothing is ever perfect. And then after it's done, after it's published or produced or created and out there in the world, I kind of I kind of think that you you always need to be looking and be like, man, I wish I had done this better or done this different. And you're always you got to publish before you're satisfied because you're the creator and you might not ever be satisfied. But I think you should always be testing your products to figure out how you can make them make them better because so many experts don't take their own medicine. And how many web designers do you know who have crappy websites themselves? The best chefs, I know we're mixing analogies, but the best chefs are the ones who taste their food before they send it out to the table to be eaten by somebody else. I mean, I'm looking at myself here, but coaches don't always do the same things that they're coaching their clients to do. That needs to change if we're going to be successful in our business. We have to use our own products if we want other people to use them as well. And I thought of this, uh, this, the same, this saying, don't trust a skinny chef. Well, they're not skinny because they eat their own food. They test their own food before they put it on the plate of somebody else. Number four, you've got to be your own biggest fan. If you're not willing to root for yourself or... Let me ask a psychological question. If you don't think you are worthy of being rooted for, why would somebody else root for you? Yeah, you might have your mom cheering you in your corner or your wife or your husband or whatever. But if you're not willing to root for yourself and say, hey, look at me, I'm worth paying attention to. Why is somebody else going to do that for very long. Your mom, your spouse, they may be like, hey, yeah, check out this new thing that my my husband or son or daughter is doing. It's awesome. But then if you don't if you don't pick up the slack and and put in the work and promote yourself a little bit, I mean they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna do it forever. In the beginning we have to be our own biggest fans. We have to be our own support team and we have to be rooting for ourselves and in our own corner fighting the fight. Sometimes you might be the only one, but that is what is required to get started. I often see entrepreneurs who are afraid to be their own promotional or marketing team. They're afraid of being called arrogant or a shameless self-promoter. And I've seen that in Facebook groups. Have you ever seen somebody who says, hey, I've got a great product. Hey, sorry, I I don't mean to to be a self-promoter. Screw that. Promote yourself. If you've got the best thing on the market, tell everybody. If you let me give you, I'm uh, apparently I'm I'm actually I'm not all that hungry, but I'm thinking about food because food is something we all eat. Food. If you have the best pancakes, and you know the guy down the street, his pancakes they're okay, but they're not great. Or the guy down the street, his pancakes suck. Then why are you letting me eat that guy's pancakes? Why haven't you told me about your awesome product. You have to promote yourself. And primarily because before anybody else can, you've got to do, you got to promote for and cheer for yourself. Number five, it's going to take more work than you realize. It's going to be, it's going to be so much work to start a business. And that's why most people quit. And I'm serious because becoming successful, not just in business, but in life, love, sports, whatever, it's going to take more time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears than you can possibly imagine right now. I mean, if you look at the statistics, we're going into football season here in a few weeks. How many people play peewee or little league football? Like a million, 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, I don't know. How many people play in high school? How many people play in college? How many people play in the professional, in the professionals, in, in the NFL? I mean, there's what, like 40-something teams and maybe 50 people. So we're call, talking about a couple thousand and we started with tens of thousands. I mean, there's hundreds of colleges with with teams full of people that play, but only the best of the best of the best, that top half of 1%, make it to being completely uh, successful and reaching the top of their game. Everybody works hard. Everybody shows up. Everybody is putting in blood, sweat, and tears. And if you want to be the top of the top, if you want to be the best, you've got to outperform and out-hustle every single one of them. If you don't, that's fine. You can make a good living doing all sorts of things. You can have a lot of fun. But if you want to be the best of the best, you got to perform. you got to show up. If you haven't yet started your business or you're in the honeymoon phase of your business building efforts, your mind may wander to working on the beach or sleeping late, traveling the world. Uh, I've worked on a cruise ship. I've worked in... Uh, worked in the the rainforest of Costa Rica. Have I worked on a beach yet? I don't think I have worked by a pool. Um, but you might be thinking of all of those things yourself. But in reality, that's not how it works at all. Long days, long nights, long weeks, long weekends. It all goes into building a dream and a life that you're happy with. I'm not bragging, but there are several times where I work for 13 hours straight. But I love what I do. But by the end, I, I get pretty exhausted on those days. I'm ready to just not even come into this office for different reasons than when I was working at Dell and I felt sick to my stomach being in here. I'm like, I don't even want to go uh, back in there. But on those 13-hour days, I love the process. But my point is that anything worth doing is going to take a lot of effort and you must be willing to make that investment not only in yourself, but in the process and in the success of your business as well. Number six, there will be things that you have to give up if you want to win. And this is one of those hidden truths that I told you I'd, I'd share here in a couple of weeks, but um, there's a lot of overlap in that. Um, there, There's going to be things that you have to give up, that you have to leave behind, that you have to say no to if you want to say yes. Here's a quote for you. I heard this. I did not come up with this, but you've got to learn to say no to the good things in life so that you can say yes to the great things in life. Almost every week I talk to someone who wants to start, build, grow, or improve on their business, but they aren't willing to make sacrifices and eliminate things from their schedule. And I don't know, I don't know what that thing on your schedule might be. Like, what do you need to cancel right now? That. But I do know that there is going to be something that you have to cancel or eliminate if you're going to be able to spend the time necessary to make your dreams and business reality. You've got to say no to things. You've got to remove things from your schedule that it might be a good thing. Like it might give you two or three steps ahead so that you can say yes to the things that might give you seven, eight, or nine steps ahead. You might have to say no to a vacation so that you can pay for coaching, or you might have to give up movies for a couple of months so that you can you can join my eight weeks to exit program. There are things that you will have to give up. Those are uh, self-serving, but they will serve you as well. But they're, they're my own products and services. But there's, there is something on your schedule right now that doesn't need to be there. And by removing it, if you took that same time, 
and put it into building your business, you will get further faster. And yes, you should and can and should plan your downtime. And you should schedule time to spend with family, friends, kids, etc. Those kinds of things. But you're going to have to take a hard look at what be what could be eliminated from your calendar so you can focus on the things that you need to accomplish. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to schedule like the only time you can spend with your family or friends is scheduled time. But why not schedule it so it's dedicated on Thursday nights, we're going to go and we're going to go to the movies and we're going to have a great time with the family. Or I got friends coming in and they're going to show up at five o'clock on Friday and then they're going to leave Sunday at 10. So you can block all of that time, but don't waste the time leading up to and after that. I mean, come on. I, I'm probably preaching to the crowd. You're probably listening to this while you're doing something else and you're going to take notes. So I know I'm already talking to the people who are already doing good things for your business, but I'll just total, total sidetrack here for a second. At what point, ask yourself this question. At what point do you stop listening to podcasts and start doing something with what you've learned? I don't know. I hope you keep listening to my podcast, but. But I, I see a lot of chronic um, uh, chronic podcast listeners and not enough chronic doers. Just throwing that out there. The next thing, number seven, your first idea probably won't be your best idea. Ideas are a dime a dozen. They're pretty much worthless. I've talked about that on the blog. Probably have talked about that on the, the podcast. It's probably been made a mention. If you're planning to start a business, odds are you think your idea is a pretty good one. And I'm not going to tell you that it isn't a good idea. In fact, it probably is a good idea. But I will tell you that my first ideas aren't usually the best ones that I have. I've told you before I use I used to use King Sumo headlines now I'm using the Thrive uh, Thrive Themes headline optimizer and I come up with a bunch of different ideas for headlines for blog posts and podcast episodes and usually the one that wins out usually the one that gets the most interaction gets the most shares gets the most comments those are it's not usually the first one I come up with so your first idea probably won't be your best idea. Your first idea for a blog post title, for a web design, or for even a new product, yeah, all of those, those usually get replaced by something better. We mentioned before thinking about, you know, the version 2.0 that you're working on. This is this is kind of the same thing. As you get more experience creating and producing, you'll realize that your ideas will get better as they mature. Be okay with killing your first ideas and allowing yourself to give birth to something better. Isn't that poetic? Kill your there's a I didn't come up with this I this this phrase either, but it's like killing your own, eating your own children. I think it's <laughs> kind of morbid. Um no, no little Susie, mommy's not going to turn around and and eat you. <laughs> but number 7, your first idea probably won't be your best. Uh, number eight, your product isn't for everybody, and not everybody is your customer. Oh man, I missed it. I messed this up so much when I first started. In the beginning, I thought everybody would be a good fit for what I had to offer. I I was like, man, everybody should be into leadership and personal development and and solving problems and you know finding something in your life that you love and are passionate about. A lot of people don't give a crap about that. You would be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of personal, great, great personal development books out there. Think of one, uh, Exit Strategy. <laughs> I 
thought I'd throw that in there. But like the power of positive living, there's, there's, oh geez, of course I can't remember them. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich. Those are great books and they're not even boring. It's not like you just take note, you read something boring and then your life has changed. They're entertaining. They're informative. They tell stories. They're great books and people out there don't give a crap. They have no desire to read them. They're going to go watch House of Cards, which we are actually caught up on. But it wasn't until I used a guide that I created to help me figure out my avatar. If you go to elleriewells.com slash avatar, you can download the exact tool that I created in a hotel in downtown Austin one night when I was sitting there with one of my clients. We were at a conference and I, I came up with questions to help him figure out his business. And I have delivered it to you. And it wasn't until I went through that exercise uh, for myself, after coming up with questions for him, I went through it myself, that I became comfortable with the idea that I'm not meant to help everybody. If you recommended the Ellery Wells show to 10 people, uh, two of them might listen to it. And one of them might stick around for a month. I hope you do. I hope you recommend the show and you know, it makes you feel good because you're recommending a good resource and they think you're amazing because they, because you introduced them to me. Anyway, everyone is not your target market, but a specific, uh, I, a specific person with a specific problem is. Let me say that again in a much more clear and concise way that you can write down and file away. Everyone is not your target market, but a specific person with a specific problem is your target market. And again, if you want to download that PDF, go to elleriewells.com slash avatar. That's E-A-V-A-T-A. A, yeah, A-V-A-T-A-R. Like uh, like the movie or the, the last airbender slash avatar, except it's not like either one of those things. Instead of trying to convince someone you're worth paying attention to, find the people who already know it and focus your time, energy, and effort uh, on, on them. Number nine, you have to guard your calendar with aggressive intensity. We talked about this just a few minutes ago in number six, things that you have to give up to win. But number nine here is you have to guard your calendar with aggressive, aggressive, aggressive intensity. And I'm emphasizing that because I'm just thinking of all the times where, uh, like uh, on Jeff, uh, if you know Jeff Goins, he started Tribe Writers. He's written a few books. He's talking about how he had to wait at a doctor's office for an hour and he just left. Nobody acknowledged him. Nobody said sorry. Nobody, he didn't even get to see the doctor. And I, I don't know, I don't know how doctors get away with that. Doctors need some time management skills. Like you gotta be, there's gotta be a way a doctor can say, Hey, you know, do you have any other questions? Uh, I need, I have another patient I need to go see. Do you have anything? And start wrapping up the freaking conversation. But that's, that's a tiny rant, but you can't be wasting your time if you want to be successful. Gary Vaynerchuk measures his calendar in five minute increments. You often see me sharing Facebook Live videos or Snapchats or Instagram stories, whatever, while I'm going down the stairs. It's because it takes me that long to pull up my phone, pull up the app, and start recording. To, to it. By the time I do all that, I'm over to the stairs because I'm going down to refill a coffee. And then I'm down there and I'm recording because I'm doing that stuff be- between tasks in my office. Or between video games. I realize that might undermine my point, but it's true. You have to guard your calendar with aggressive intensity. When you work for somebody else, you can float through most days. You could probably do your job in your sleep, 
Hopefully you're not operating heavy machinery while you're doing that. (laughs) But let's be honest, when you're an employee, you could probably get your work done in about half the time it's actually taking. Am I right? I thought so. Uh, Maybe you, hopefully you turn the volume down or you're wearing headphones at your, at your office. But yeah, you, you know, you could do your job in half the time, right? No worries. I'm not here to judge. I used to be able to do my job in my sleep too. If you're going to start your business though, if you are going to be the owner, the CEO, the guy or the girl in charge, you have to take complete ownership for every minute of every day and allow only things on your schedule on your calendar that will help you achieve your goals. And I wrote a blog post about this, about loving the power of no and how saying no or how you can really feel comfortable saying no and say no without feeling like a jerk afterward. And I I would encourage you to check that one out because you can say no to somebody's request in a way that that makes them respect you and makes you feel good about yourself. There's a way to do it. Dig around on EllerieWellness.com. And actually, let's see if there's a hyperlink to this. If you're listening to this on EllerieWells.com, yeah, I don't have a pretty link for this one, but um, you, you it's linked there under number nine. If you look on through the blog, 10 Things No One Will Tell You About Starting a Business, there's a link there to the blog post so you don't have to dig, to, to dig around. But you can say no in a way that doesn't make you feel bad or look like a jerk and prioritize so so that you can prioritize things on your calendar number 10 and the final reason you will have to leave people behind you can't steal second with your foot on first and sometimes it's our friends holding down your shoe Not everyone is meant to take this journey with you this journey of business building and entrepreneurship and that's okay your true friends will stick with you and the rest will fall away, but they're going to do that anybody, any, anyway. As soon as you quit your job, how many friends are you going to have? If you move across town or if you move across the country, much less across town. I know people, I used to call them proximity friends. We were only friends when it was convenient for them and they could they could swing by like on their way home. You know what I mean? You, you have friends that will, will, will fall away. And you have friends that will stick with you. And the same will be true if you decide to start start your business. And if they don't, you may have to cut the strings and, and leave them behind. Not everybody is meant for your inner circle. But that's a that's a topic for another day. By the way, this post was originally on, on Life Hack. I wrote it. I published it on Life Hack. I've been published around the, the interweb. And again, anything I said this at the end of the last episode, anything that I've done, you can do as well. Or was that the beginning of this episode? I'm losing track. Anyway, but what have you learned the hard way? Have you started your business? Did you learn something that nobody will tell, that nobody taught you, but you think other people should know about starting a business? And what was that lesson you've learned that you wish someone had had told you? Go to go to the go to the website, find this, and let me know in the comments. And then, would you do me a favor? I've mentioned this a couple times. I haven't really harped on it. And I I have, after thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of downloads for that matter, I have 33 reviews on iTunes. They're all five star, but I'm sitting here and I'm looking at... it, It didn't help that I took months off of the podcast, but whoops. And I stopped asking people to do 
reviews because I wanted to ask you to do something else. But would you leave me a review? Don't think, don't think somebody else is going to do it. I mean, come on. We know that's not true. We know if we let somebody else do it. And if you don't do it right now, you know you're not going to do it. Would you go to iTunes? Would you find the L.R.E. Well show? So when you do it, go over to, you got details up the top. You got details, ratings, and reviews, and related. Let's see, let's skip the related one. Let's go over to ratings room and reviews. And there's this little button. Actually, you click to rate. And five stars is it's great. Four stars is it's good. Three stars, it's okay. Be honest. Give me a great, um, an honest, honest star rating. But then click write a review. When you do that, you get to, uh, you get to write a title and a quick review. And actually, yeah, you can you can change your star rating right there, and leave me one, and I will be very grateful, and it will help me out a lot. People say, oh, it helps the visibility of the show. I've been around a while. I'm not going to get a new and noteworthy. Um, but I'd still love to hear what you have to say about the show. Before we go, the last thing that I wanted to mention is head over to elrywells.com slash entrepreneur. I'm starting a program here in just the next next few weeks. Yeah, next few weeks. And I will go into that just a little bit more. I might do a podcast episode specifically about that, but I want to show you how to blogging A to Z, not, not what everybody knows. I'm going to show you all the tips and tricks that I've gone, that I've used to, honestly, I don't think I've ever said this before. I have a global brand because of what I would like to teach you in this course at Dear slash Dear Entrepreneur. The program is called Eight Weeks to Exit. It follows like uh, one of my one of my clients earlier today said it's like exit strategy on steroids. It's very much like exit strategy on steroids. That eight week roadmap that you get in there, I'm gonna walk. I want to walk you through everything that's in there. I want you to do everything. I'm gonna keep you accountable and then help you troubleshoot it along the way. Yeah, the the book is is great. It's helped a lot of people around the world, but. Sometimes you need a little bit more hand-holding. Sometimes you want a little bit more guidance and the accountability to make it happen. So actually, I need to change over that uh, URL. But 8weeks2exit.com is the same place that is, uh, it, that's Dear Entrepreneur. But I'm, I'm really revealing this first on the podcast. I have not I have not talked about this much on my blog at all yet. So if you're listening to this, there's a special discount right now. This is the first class. Full transparency, first class. I might make some mistakes. I might do things wrong. There might be a little bit of, of, of hiccups along the way, but you get a massive discount for being part of that first class. So I'm going to change that here right when we're done. I'm going to open this tab right here because I got to go over to GoDaddy and change that over to the right place. So anyway, I bet it's a hot one. Man, I'm out of, you know what? I'm out of cigars. And that makes me sad. So get get this. It is 99 degrees in Round Rock right now. And for my friends across the pond, that's like 34 degrees. Holy – no. Yeah. It's 36 here. One of my clients is in the UK and we're t- she doesn't like it when she when it gets above like 80 degrees. <laughs> Oh man, I would I would love for it to be 80 degrees right now, but it is in fact uh 90, well Google says 97. 
this other site says 91 and I believe it. It's a hot one. It's like stupid hot. It's like, I don't even want to go outside hot. Anyway, uh, I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to get back to work and I'm going to have an awesome day. And I hope you stay inside, stay cool, get back to work from Round Rock, Texas. I'm your host, Ellery Wells. Have an awesome day. (laughs) 